you see I'm still standing here. It's all right. We got church tonight. I, I tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to share just for a few moments, and we're going to come back into worship. Sound good? We're going to spend some time in a little extended worship tonight. How many of y'all love to get in the presence of God? Anybody with worship? I hope so. It, it, should, it, should, be, it should be part of, of the desire of your life. Here, here's the thing. Listen. You should be addicted to things divine. You should be addicted to things divine. In other words, in other words, it would be if, if you, for some reason, got so crazy busy that you missed your time in the Word for a couple of days, you should feel it. Because you know you need this. Yeah, we do. Or, or if, if you, you missed out on your own personal worship for some reason and it just life got crazy, your kids are going bonkers, and, and then they called you in for an extra shift at work, and you didn't, you didn't get time to go close your door and spend some secret time with God, you just, you just miss it. Or, or some crazy stuff happened, and you missed church for, you know, a couple weeks, three weeks, and man, I, I got to get to church. I need the fellowship of the saints and the word and the worship of unity. I, we should be addicted to these things. Yeah. That, that you, you desire them. So, so when, we, when we change things up sometimes, we say, hey, we're going to spend some extra time in worship. That should be like, yeah. It, it, it's good to spend some extra time just seeking after the presence of God. Amen? Well, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1 where we just were. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Again, our, our first moment of meeting God is, is meeting him as creator. There, there, should be, there should be a sense that strikes you when you really think about that, and it starts to resonate inside a little bit. And what should strike you is a sense of wonder and awe. Amen. Be, because the first step of knowing God the creator is understanding that he is the, I mean, he just spoke this stuff into existence. It wasn't too hard for him. He didn't have to try big, big at this, you know. It, we weren't like the ten, we, he wasn't like Thomas uh, Edison. He tried a hundred some times and finally the light bulb worked, you know. I mean, he, he just did this thing. It wasn't too hard for him. It should strike you with a sense of wonder and awe and reverence. God is not to be played at. You see? You know, I understand that, that uh, we, are, we are friends of God. And we, we are the sons and daughters of God. But don't ever let that cause you to lose your sense of reverence and wonder and awe of actually who he is. You see? As a matter of fact, every time we worship, every time we get together and spend time in worship, every time you, you spend time in worship on your own in private, you are practicing this idea that he is creator and I'm creation. It kind of reaffirms the, the order of things. See, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Then they act like it. Right? For us that, that are hopefully not foolish, we have this, this big understanding that he is creator God that we are the creation of God, and therefore we respond in worship because of who he is. You see? 
This is, a, this is a, a weekly, daily practice. A daily practice, personally, but a weekly practice as we gather together as the church that you are creator, therefore we will worship you. And it should carry the sense of wonder and awe, a sense of reverence, a sense of sacredness to an extent that this is nothing to play at when it comes down to it. You see? Again, what I was saying during office, you get yourself outside and I know I've said this kind of stuff before, but you get yourself outside and you catch the sunrise, you catch the sunset, you catch a clear, clear starry night. You catch, you catch the strength of, of, of that storm that comes through. You, you see the creation that God makes out of his own joy and love and the power of it and the wonder of it. You start to get the sense of this, this awesome God that made these things. And here, here's just the thing that sometimes just blows my mind about this. That this God that did these things, he is the same God that is with us, that he is for us, that he is working for our good, that he's with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he is for us, that he goes before us. And as we just, we just simply be in that love relationship with him, that he will always work for our good. In other words, this, this, this God that made all these, this all-powerful, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God, all these things, who he is, wants to be extremely personal with me and you. There should be a sense of wonder that strikes you when you think about that. That when we, when we gather in a time of worship and he inhabits our time together, that he is with us. But even when you get alone with him and you pray and you spend time in your word and you, you speak praise out to him, sing a new song from your own heart, that he responds to that. That he desires that connection with you. In a way that only he can do. In a way that only the creator can respond very specifically and uniquely to his creation. You personally. Because he knows you personally. He made you. In the unique way that you, that you are. It, it, should, it should be so wondrous to you that you should desire it with all of your being. But we forget these things because we get busy or we end up with problems or it just sometimes just turns cliche to us a little bit. But remember, God is not to be played at. Remember in Exodus chapter 3, Moses is out tending the flocks. King James says on the backside of the of the desert. And he notices that this, this bush is on fire, but yet the bush doesn't burn up. Here, here's the God of creation playing with his creation. He's defying the laws that he put in place. And only he can do that, right? So Moses goes to see that this site, he, he's got to see what's going on here. And when he, get, he gets close to this bush, then God talks to him. 
There, there, there again is the creator God that is all powerful enough that he can take a bush, have fire in it, but the bush doesn't burn up, then gets so personal that he speaks to Moses. The Bible says later he would speak to Moses face to face as a friend would with a friend. He said, hold Moses, hold on a second. God, take your sandals off. Because this all-powerful God can even make the dirt holy. That place you're standing because I am here, that's holy ground. That, that is the wonder and the awe of a God that we serve. And then, then if you jump way later in Scripture, you have Jesus was crucified. He was risen, but, but yet it really hasn't gotten out among the, the believers and the followers. They kind of got scattered. They lost hope, all these different things. And he, he's, he's going to start to reaffirm himself and gather them back. But there were two guys walking on the road to Emmaus, and he shows up with them, right? They don't know who he is yet. Starts to talk with them. What's going on? Why are you so sad? Who are you? You don't know the events that just happened? And they start to tell him what's going on. Jesus starts to talk to them. He starts to explain the scriptures to them. Then he, then he breaks the bread, and, and they recognize him. And after he leaves, remember they said, weren't our hearts burning within us as he was explaining the scriptures? That, that fire that didn't burn the bush that draw Moses, now the fire that can be in our hearts as the revelation of God is being revealed to us. See, this is the God who, who, who is out there, but it can be in here. And we've got to let this fire burn in such a way that others may light their candle at it. Because he's not a God to keep and hide under the bushel, but he's a God to share, let our light shine. But see, that fire burning within you, it happens because of your desire. See, the bush can be burning over there, but you could just, just ignore the whole thing and walk away. It's just a strange sight. I got better things to do. That sheep's getting eaten by a bear. I got to go. Or, or, or the Holy Spirit can be trying to lead you in revelation. Pushing off. And leave him out. Even in the midst of him ever trying to break into our hearts. Well, well he wants to do. We know he wants to do. For God so loved the world, he sent his only son. Jesus came, broke into this mess to save it. God reclaiming his creation. But even those that saw the light rejected it. I want to challenge you. The reverence and the wonder of an all-powerful God. That it would capture your imagination of what life can be if you are with him. The kingdom life. What it means to be made fully alive and made new. What that's all about. 
and let it capture you in such a way that it drives you to be with this wondrous creator as much as you can in the most personal way as you can. This is not about emotionalism. It's not about those kind of things. But it's about an everyday existence connecting with this creator God that simply wants to be with his creation. And light that fire right in here. That, that, that's for you to decide. I want to live as much as possible my life every day in a way that shows that I need God. Every day. I want to live my life a way that I know this new creation is happening, that if, if God was not present in my every day, that I know I would fail at it. And that would drive me to want to be with him and allow him to do what only he can do within me. You can call yourself Christian and call yourself a believer, but live your every day entirely separate from him. You know that. You must live your life every day in such a way that you need him. Because ultimately, even though you have breath, he is sustainer of life. And eventually that breath will stop without him if you're not careful. So what did you do today? Before you got to church tonight, that you lived in such a way that if somebody was watching your every move, it showed that you need God. By the way, did that have to take two hours of prayer and an hour of reading your Bible and fasting your lunch? Did it have to take that to show you needed God today? You didn't have to do that. Could, could, great, wonderful. Maybe you couldn't do that. <clears throat> Maybe it was that prayer on your drive to work. Maybe it was that stopping during your lunch break to, to jump into the scriptures. Maybe it was just <clears throat> keeping your mind in meditation on, on a scripture throughout your work day. I don't know. <clears throat> but something, somehow, some way to... to to bring God into your moments. That's what it's about. And God responds to those things because he is with us, he is for us, and he is working for our good. Amen? So we're going to get back into our worship. Now what's really cool about this, it's just going to be Ashley and the keyboard. And you know what, and this is not cool to you, it's cool to me, I'll tell you why, it's because <clears throat> Way long ago, I was the youth pastor here. If you did not know, for probably five or six years, Ashley was my worship leader. And there was, there was a lot of times with those teams, I put the rest of the band off the stage, and I just had Ashley keyboard and worship, and it was just incredible. So we're going, like, way scaled back tonight, and we're going to go back into worship. And I just want you to come down here. I want to open the altars, and I want you to contemplate in the beginning, God created this creator God. And right here, right now, I can have some moments with him. 
Why? I, I can't explain to you all of that. We often worship beyond our understanding. What I do know is he will meet you right where you're at. If, if you're at the top of the mountain in your life tonight, he's going to meet you at the top. But if you're in the lowest of the low valley, he's going to meet you there too. And he's going to be for you what only he can be for you. Amen? So I'm, I'm going to pray real quick. <coughs> Excuse me. And actually just going to get him some songs. And just, just for a little while. I know we got our celebration tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to celebrate the national calendar tomorrow. We're celebrating the church calendar tonight. This is our gathering Wednesday night. Amen. Lord, we, we invite you to be with us tonight. Again, God, we're not playing at this. We may not fully understand who you are, but we do know who you are. And we count it an incredible privilege that you, the creator, would want to be with us, the creation, even so much that we are your sons and your daughters. That close of intimacy. So Lord, come be with us tonight. For those that come down to the altar, for those that just stay at their seats, whatever they do, Meet us where we're at as we just worship you. And once again, put ourselves into you to do what you will with us. So we just praise you tonight. We worship you. For your name to be glorified. In the name of Jesus. Let's all stand and go back into worship. Or you could sit, you can kneel, I don't care. Let's just spend time with the Lord tonight.
Yo! Yeah. 